Welcome to episode 91, where today we're going to talk about superheroes and social media. And our guest for the show is someone that you'll be excited about, because not only is this person a lover of comics, but he's been the person behind some very popular character social media accounts. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecapsonlife.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about superheroes and social media. Now, if you're on social media, you're probably following some of your favorite comic book publishers and entertainment companies like Marvel, DC, Disney, etc. You probably also notice that some characters from those properties have their own social media account as well, such as Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, even Deadpool. I always thought this was an interesting concept. So today I wanted to bring someone on the show who knows this world of superheroes and social media very well. So please welcome John Steven Stansel. John Steven is an award-winning social media professional with over a decade of experience managing, building, and creating content for brand social media accounts. He has run social media accounts for Amazon Prime's Invincible Animated Series, Hyper RPG, Black Market Narrative, and their series Radiant Black, Rogue Sun, and other comics in the Massiverse. The University of Central uh, Arkansas, Texas State University, the Texas Department of Transportation, as well as consulting for many television series, films, and small businesses. He is currently the director of social media at Chaotic Good Studios. John Steven, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm excited to be here and talk shop. Like my two favorite things, social media and comic books. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and this is the thing I always love about trying to do this show is not just focus on comic books, but how they intersect with the real world. And so this was a really great way to kind of talk about like how comics live in the world that we're around and, and to have this conversation about social media and how it merges with that. I'm very excited to talk about this with you and especially with your background uh, that you kind of have, you know, both feet in both worlds and everything is really great. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I cannot recall how you and I actually initially connected. I know we connected on Twitter. <laughs> I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's always, you know, the power uh, that happens to me so often. It's like, oh, these, yeah, on social media, people kind of filter into your circles and, and you start interacting yeah. with them. You go, oh, yeah, we've got these friends in common or, or, or we know and we're not really sure where that connection came from. But I'm glad that that we actually we, we made that connection. And, and, and now we're we're here, you know, chatting on zoom here so it's, it's yeah great. yeah same here well and what's and what's uh what i recall most is that again i can't remember how we actually connected but i remember you were talking about your time as a um, marketing or social media person for higher ed and i remember reaching out saying like oh i work in higher ed so that was a really cool connection that we had mm-hmm. and then later on we both found out that we have like a love for comics and everything and so it was just really funny that the way that we connected was actually not even related to comics to begin with so i remember that distinctly mm-hmm. that we talked about higher ed first before uh, going into uh, comics but uh, um, but yeah, and I know that you had just came back from a trip of being a speaker at a uh, conference as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, a, a higher ed conference. Uh, I'm no longer in higher ed, but uh, it's fun to kind of have one, still like a foot in that world. And mm-hmm. was talking about what 
uh, universities can learn from the entertainment industry on social media and, and their, their accounts and how they can apply some of the same techniques that that movies and TV shows and other other um, areas of the entertainment industry to what they do with their students and how to to treat their students the same way we treat fans and like your your physics department can have a fandom like yeah. you don't you don't think about that but like <laughs> students can be just as engaged uh with the academic side as they are with the athletic side so mm-hmm. uh we talked a little bit but that was, it was a lot of fun to do oh that's like really said, cool give a, give a presentation to a bunch of you know higher ed folks that had references to harley quinn uh invincible of course and and, and firefly so that, that was fun oh my gosh well and i'm sure that a lot of them were eating that up as well too you know oh, and, yeah yeah, well, and, and and a lot of people don't realize how those strategies can kind of overlap or, you know, cross borders just because it's an entertainment doesn't mean that that strategy wouldn't work in other areas as well, too. So it's all about exactly. looking at that and then adapting it to your, you know, for lack of a better term, like brand or department or whatever and, and making that work and everything. So that's really cool to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. Oh, good. Um, you know, I, before we get into the episode, I wanted to share this with you. I, I've shared this with some people already, but I figured you would probably really appreciate this and find this funny. Um, and you may have seen me tweet about this already. So if, if I if you have seen this, I apologize. But have you seen me talk about my first poll quote that's been printed on a Marvel comic? No, tell me about that. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So, this is what happened um, yesterday. So, to kind of set the framework for everybody is that a pull quote is basically when a comic book uh, publishing company will put out a collection of the issues of a story that was ran. So, it could be like, you know, a collection of like six issues or 20 or whatever. They usually put in a collection called trade paperbacks or a hardcover, something like that. And I was reading... um Nightcrawler's issue number two last night. And as I was reading it towards the end of the issue, they had an ad for a hardcover that they're coming out of uh, Marvel Fortnite uh, Zero War that they printed out, I think, like last year or two years ago. Um, and then I saw a pull quote from Comic Watch, which is who I do comic reviews for. And to keep in mind, like we do not get told by the comic book uh, publishing companies ahead of time if they're using one of our pull quotes. So a lot of times when I'm going to my comic shop, I'm looking for those quotes to see if anything comes from comic watch so i can share it with the team and everything but what's interesting is they had one from comic watch and i was the person that did all the reviews for all the issues for marvel fortnite zero war so i know this was my quote because i was the only person that reviewed it do you know what that quote was what it just said phenomenal <laughs> It's so cool. It's so cool. That's your your word there. It is. Yeah, it's just it was just funny because I got really excited. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, that's just like one word like that could have been anything like anyone could have said that, you know, just this phenomenal dash comic watch. So it was kind of like a little disappointing that it wasn't a full quote, but I was still excited about that. I just thought it was really funny that that was like the first pull quote of mine that got printed on a book, a Marvel book of all you know books and all that. But it was just just the word phenomenal was all that was on there. <laughs> so I thought you were getting a kick out of that because we yeah, talked about awesome. things like that's that. Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. I need to start working the word phenomenal into the show, like the phenomenal make, caption live show or something like make that. Make it your, your, your catchphrase. Like that's <laughs> your brand now. You're the phenomenal guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, I'm going to have to do a rebranding and you're going to have to help me out with this. Does that sound yeah. good? <laughs> oh, for sure. 
Awesome. All right. So let's um, let's talk a little bit about superheroes and social media. But before we get into that, uh, every guest I have on the show, I ask them the same question. And that is, what is your comic book origin story? What or who got you into comic books? Okay. Well, yeah, I I have two separate origin stories. I would say like there's the personal one where, you know, growing growing up, you know, going to the supermarket my my mom in the in the eighties and like getting to go to the comic book show when you could still buy them at the supermarket right and get yeah. you know dollar <laughs> issue of Archie and 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 Richie Rich and all all those those and then I remember probably was it I mean nineteen ninety two or so a comic book shop opened in my town and it was right about the time Image Comics started oh, and I remember. Yeah. I remember walking in there and seeing like the first issues of Spawn and Young Blood and all those. And it was just like, you know, comics before. And then like, it was like Dorothy going into to Oz, like everything's black and white and color. Like all the pages are suddenly shiny and glossy yeah. and everything's just this amazing art. Not to say not anything pre pre image, but it was just like a new to be 12 years old and like go from the comics that you had in, in the supermarket that were like, like I said, like Richie Rich and Archie to, Oh my goodness, this is something completely, <laughs> you know, mind blowing and just was absolutely hooked. Um, mm-hmm. and have been a, been a comics fan, you know, e- ever since. And then professionally, you know, how I got into working with in, in, in comics is just sheer luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I was doing social media marketing and, and higher ed working for a university. And, um, honestly, I was just getting completely burnt out and, Mm-hmm. You know, COVID and crisis comms and, and angry parents and all of that. And just every day, just tired. Yep. And, you know, um, <laughs> and I was frustrated. And my, my wife was like, one, one thing I did in higher ed though was going to conferences and, and presenting and, and talking about social media on my, on Twitter and talking about what I do, but also intersecting that with my interests. So it would be tweets about social media and also like comic book and nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I quickly, gained a lot of followers, had about 10,000 followers at the time. And my wife was like, you know what? You're not happy doing this right now. And why don't you just quit and put it out there on Twitter uh, that you, you're you looking for a new job and see what happens. And mm-hmm. I was like, scared to death <laughs> to do that. And right. I was like, no, go go put in your two weeks notice today or you're in trouble with me. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm more scared of that. <laughs> Um, so that's interesting. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I, I quit and put it out there on Twitter that I was looking for a job. I don't advise anybody else to do this. Don't, you know, <laughs> right. This is like super risky. I, yeah. Um, but I quickly had DMs full of people wanting to inter- interview me. I was fortunate enough that I kind of built a reputation of, of knowing about social media marketing. But one mm-hmm. of them was somebody at, at Amazon that was like, Hey, I follow you. You're, you know, your social media and you're also a huge nerd. Would you be interested in coming on board? We've got this new show uh, called Invincible coming out and we'd mm-hmm. like you to, to help out with it. And I was like, it was a freelance job. I'm like, you can't say no to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, sure. And they're like, Ooh. I was like, when do you want me to start? And they're like, well, when, when, when are you done? When are your two weeks notice over? I was like, like next week, but I promised my wife I would um, rake the yard. So can, can you give me like two days before I start? So 
So on the Wednesday of the following week, I started started working on on Invincible, which led me to to work on more uh, into the entertainment industry uh, as a freelancer, and I've worked on a lot of different accounts. We can talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but um, mm-hmm. and then finally got hired full time by uh, a company called Chaotic Good Studios that does franchise management in the entertainment industry, uh, and we do a lot of research work with larger franchises. Mostly, you know, I can't talk a lot about it because I've got non disclosure agreements, but uh, right. mostly it's just really really awesome nerdy stuff that I, I get to work on every day. So it's, it's a blast. I love it. I get to do my two favorite things, social media and, 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 uh, and, and comics and, and yeah. other sci-fi fantasy, all kinds of stuff. So it's a blast. No kidding. Well, I mean, that's honestly like, that's the dream for anybody that loves this genre right? is be able to have a job to live and just kind of dive in and into the geekdom or fandom that we love and get paid for it. So you're mm-hmm. obviously living the dream with that, with your love for uh, all the geeky stuff and uh, social media. Like that's, that sounds perfect for you. So I am definitely happy for you a little bit jealous, but <laughs> mostly happy. <laughs> I'm very uh, lucky more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it's, um, and, but I, you know, I, I know it's, it's luck, but obviously, you know, what put you out there was the fact that you've been able to create a reputation for what you know about social media marketing. And I think, um, you know, this doesn't necessarily apply to like everything out there, but I think that really shows that when you're really excited and love and passionate about some sort of field and you really, you know, exuberate that and, and show that off to the world and everything, like a lot of doors can open with that. And so, yes, it is luck, but I mean, don't put yourself down in terms of, you know, how, how you really built yourself up with, with that presence on Twitter and, and other social media and the fact that you are really knowledgeable of that field, like that's what got their attention. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm very happy for you. That's really cool. Um, I know, you know, I've, I talked to you about these things before on Twitter and everything like that. And it's just really cool to see, uh, how you've been able to make a, a career living out of this. And it's just, it's really exciting. So I'm very excited for you. That's really cool. Oh, thanks. It's been, been a lot of fun. And, and like I said, you know, like, you know, getting your pull quote and just seeing the word phenomenal and being like, Oh, you know, even though it's one word that it's me, there's a feeling of, you know, seeing, seeing a tweet on the invincible account or radiant black account or, you know, uh, and and going, Hell man, those are my words. That's something I wrote. And, and I'm not, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a a comic artist or writer and like one, I can't draw worth crap. And, uh, (laughs) but in a way I can kind of give back and, and, and be a part of the creation of, of these things that, that we all love and, 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 and help out in some way. And it's, it's really, really there, there are days I have to pinch myself. It's, it's really awesome. Oh yeah. Well, and I think it hit on the head too, cause I'm, I'm the same way. I would love to get into comics professionally at some level, but just like we said, I'm not, you know, I'm not an artist by any means. I've never really written like a story, at least not to the extent of what, uh, authors are expected to write for comics and everything, but there's a lot of ways to be able to get into that field of comics. That's not just directly as a comics creator, right? So people don't think about like social media or think about, you know, um, you know, the, the other things that you can have, there's a lot of different kinds of jobs that are either for publishers or even, you know, companies that are associated with it. But, you know, for example, comic watch, we don't get paid for our reviews, but we do reviews because we really enjoy 
comics. And, and that's our way of giving back to the community is to be able to, you know, do that sort of thing. And that's why a lot of people join Comic Watch to do that. It's not just to be able to read the comics and give their own opinion about it and get access to it, you know, a few days early, but just be able to kind of give back to the community because it's done so much for all of us, not just the creators, but just the community at large as well, too. And so there's a lot of ways to give back and get involved that we just don't think about that it's a lot bigger than just the creators and the issues themselves, but there's a lot of ways that we can get into it. So, so, so many people, you know, so much work that goes into it just outside of that and, and just to to play a small role in it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, So, Let's go ahead and dive in and talk about superheroes and social media. Um, for people who are not familiar with this, um, you know, you, you're the director of social media uh, for Chaotic Good Studios. And sometimes people will call uh, that position or will have a position called social media manager as well, too. Um, can you explain for people who do not know this, what exactly does a social media manager or director of social media do? Okay. Yeah, you know, it, it varies based on title. Like, they're supposed to be specialist <laughs> coordinators, managers, but uh, directors, um, but vice presidents of social media. Um, but uh, social media manager is kind of the catch-all term for for the job, uh, and it varies depending on brand to brand. But but the long and short of it is, we're the human beings behind those brand accounts that you see. You know, if you, if if you're complaining on Twitter because. Your your you know Starbucks got your order wrong. There is a human being behind that, mm-hmm. uh, and we do many different things. And some of us specialize in different areas. Some's more of a community manager role that or customer service where we're answering those customer complaints. Some mm-hmm. of it is you know the content creation. We're writing the tweets. We're we're building the content. Where some of us are out there with our cell phones taking the photos and and posting them. Like the Oscars are on tonight while we're recording this. I'm sure their social media managers frantically like you know t- live tweeting. Um yeah. Like live tweeting the event um, and then building the strategy of, of like, what does this account sound like? You know, we talk about, you know, s- s- new brand accounts like Stakem. You know, how, how did that become this account that is uh, very um, social justice conscious and it's it's meat <laughs> like it's selling <laughs> frozen beef. Right. Um, so build building that in and, and doing it in a way that helps the brand move forward it, it matches those goals like at the end of the day you gotta you know sell whatever widget uh you're doing but also you know for for me working in in the entertainment industry i feel like a lot of times we can be advocates for the fans we're the ones mm-hmm. listening and going hey this is what the fans want more of and what what, what can we give them on social media that makes them feel heard or, or gives them more of the kind of content they mm-hmm. want. Um, you know, that was a big thing on, in, uh, on Invincible is like, okay, people love Al on the alien. Where can we put more of him? And, um, oddly enough, Omni man's butt is a very popular thing <laughs> with the fans. So let's lean into that and have yeah. some, some Omni man butt jokes. Um, yeah, because as we're listening and kind of doing that. And then when, when, when people, reply we're in in the reply saying you know making jokes with with fans and and giving them that feeling of oh you know they're paying attention to what we we have to say we can't do it for mm-hmm. everybody sometimes there's just so much and, right. and no i don't know the exact date of season two um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's late late 20 uh 23 that's <laughs> 
what everybody knows about, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I know exactly what you all know. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, and I think that really kind of puts into perspective of what happens behind the screen and behind those accounts of, um, you know, when something gets tweeted out, then like what's kind of the work that goes into it and the responses and everything. So, um, so keeping that in mind, let's talk about your specific experience with social media that are connected to comic book characters. You talked a little bit already about Invincible. Um, do you want to, you know, expand a little bit more about mm-hmm. that experience or, or other, you know, brands or accounts that you've worked on? So, um, of, of the comic book accounts that I've worked on, so in, Invincible, more, more I, I focus more on, on the the animated series side of it than the actual comic book. But it's, you know, right. it can't. You, they're two sides of the same coin. You can't really separate them sometimes. Right. Um, and then I also work with Kyle Higgins and Black Market Narrative and all, all of the comics on on that imprint. So Radiant Black, uh, Radiant Red, Rogue mm-hmm. Sun. Uh, no one comes out next Wednesday, which I, I yes. don't know when this will go out, but you may, that may it'll, already be. It'll be, be Tuesday. The, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be Tuesday. the day before. Oh, then, go, go, if you listen to this on, on Wednesday, like go pick up no one. I, I, I have read that in advance and it's and heard heard the first episode of the podcast. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be something really special. Yeah. I've heard nothing but great things about it. It's, it's going to be neat. Um, (laughs) I, I I was, I actually, I got to have dinner with with Kyle Higgins a a while back and he was explaining it to me and like, Oh yeah, I've got this idea. We're going to have this where there's going to be an accompanying podcast and there's going to be, you know, social accounts that are, you know, real time and in character. And he's like, am I crazy for trying this? And I'm like, yeah, but you need to do it. Um, (laughs) so that's going to be really neat. And then what's, I think what's interesting about that is, those accounts are run mostly in character. Okay. Um, so, you know, with Invincible, that character, that account is not, some people think it's Mark tweeting, but no, that, that account is, <laughs> is not in character. It is a social, it's, we have a brand voice for it. I like right. to pretend. And when I'm writing though, I like to say like, we have a portal into the Invincible universe. So like, we're not in <laughs> character. We're not in his universe, but like we can go like, ask battle beast a question if we need to right <laughs> um, yeah yeah but with the radiant black account most many of the tweets are in we kind of slide in and out sometimes we need to like promote like issues coming out tomorrow uh right. that's not radiant black talking but we will do those in character and um that can be that's a really fun challenge uh, mm-hmm. because you're you get to for a little bit like you get to be the character yeah um but that's also like a huge weight and responsibility. And I work when, when we do that, I'm always working very closely with Kyle. So I'm like not saying something that like, <laughs> Hey, make sure like, I don't want to say something that we don't think, you know, radiant black would say. Right. Um, yeah. So. Well, it, and, and that's, and that's a great question. I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought that up because one of the things I have thought about is when those accounts are in character is, kind of your perspective on how much does a social media manager need to be aware of and kind of in tune with the character? Like, do they need to be a, almost like a diehard nerd? Do they have people that they, you know, check these things, which sounds like you did with Kyle for radiant black and all that. But like for some of these other accounts, do you have a sense of, you know, do they need to be immersed themselves or do they have like people that they might like go out to and be like, can you check and make sure that this sounds like it would be in character for the person? I, 
I, I, I can't speak to that for, for other people, but I would always be very careful because one, especially some, some of these, like I, I love the Harley Quinn account. Like it's so good. It's yes. in character. Yeah. <laughs> it's so well done. There was a, there was a time like, what was it? Oh, or, or, or I can't remember which account it took. They, they took over like Harley Quinn took over the Batman account. Like she's like, I, Oh Batman's yeah, account. that's right. Yeah. And for like a week, every day, a different, like, rogues gallery villain took over the account so like the joker mm-hmm. had the account one day you know like i can't remember which one like the riddler had the account for a day yeah. and they were all kind of running character and i think I, I speaking from the outside looking in on that like they had to those, those characters are so iconic that and everybody kind of knows so much about them that yeah. you have to be very careful. Like, I, I you know, it's like well, when, when I was working Kyle's, I was one thing I don't want. We, we did an AMA and ask me anything with, with Radiant Black in character mm-hmm. where fans could ask him questions. And we, and I was on a Zoom chat with Kyle. We're like, as people were asking, we were like writing, writing answers. And, um, you know, I, I, I was like, I don't want somebody to ask, like, what's your favorite food? And me say, you know, right. Oh, my favorite food is, you know, Swiss cheese. And then in issue, you know, 27, <laughs> we find out Radiant Black's lactose intolerant, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or backwards like that. Let's say you're, you're doing the Harley Quinn account and you're like, someone asks you like, Oh, simple. Like what's your favorite color? And she says purple. And then in issue some, somewhere deep down, you know, somewhere <laughs> yeah. she said pink, <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, you, comic fans will figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> uh, so those in-character accounts, I think, have to be—they're fun, but they have to be really careful uh, in, yeah. in, in that regard. In respect, I mean, and, and you don't get to that role unless you like respect the character and the property, right? Um, you know, but again, like, how how long? You know, as long as Batman's been around. Mm-hmm. You can't know everything. I know. So, or have time to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and just, yeah, just like you said, even there's no way you can know everything. And even if you know, you know, most of it, how many times have there been some sort of like reboot or contradictions or something like that? That just happens. Not because, you know, of something being malicious. Like, you know, for example, Spider-Man, when the first mm-hmm. issue of Spider-Man came out, Stan Lee forgot that he actually named the character Peter Parker. So that's why we had the Peter Palmer joke and that Spider-Man was one word versus, you know, it being hyphenated. And that was the very first issue of the character, you know? And so there's always going to be those kinds of contradictions, but you're exactly right. Is that there will be people out there that will be looking at, through a, with a you know fine tooth comb and we'll be picking it apart and and it it can be it can be brutal sometimes and I don't it's I an alternate Twitter timeline yes <laughs> exactly yeah but I, I like what you were um, saying with Invincible is that. Um, it's not Mark, you know, tweeting out, but it's almost like a narrator of the property, basically. Mm-hmm. And and that's one thing that I've kind of noticed with some of these characters that I think you can kind of shed light with this as well, too, is that like what you said, Harley Quinn definitely lives in that style of the voices within the style of the animated series. And whenever, you know, she tweets and all that, it sounds like it's the actual character, which I absolutely love. I love the series, by the way. I think it's a fantastic series. I absolutely like I can't say enough good things about it. But then you look at some accounts like Superman, Batman, that it's 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 a Superman, Batman count, but it's not really 
a spoken in the character type of thing. It's just more of a, I don't want to say promotional because it's not just promotional, but it's definitely just a lot more uh, vague or broad. And so I think my question for you here is when a company is looking at creating character, you know, social media accounts, I guess two things here is that why would they decide to have a character social media account instead of just putting it under their uh, company name? So like, you know, instead of Superman, why wouldn't it just put it under DC? But also what might they think about why they would decide to have that account to be really in the voice of that character versus something like Batman Superman that tends to be a little bit more broad in that voice. Um, well, a lot of it is because they're such broad franchises and there's so many different things that they're doing with it. Right. So if right. you're going to have a Batman account, which Batman is it going to be? Is it going to be Batman animated series? Is it going to be, you know, Christopher Nolan Batman? Is it going to be, you know, <laughs> which, which one is it? Yeah. Um, so it's much harder to do. Uh, and also you might have several things going on at once because, you know, you have the whole franchise. So you've got Batman movie, the movie, you've got a TV show, you've got comic books, you've got toys, you've got all of these other video games kind of have to play together nicely. So it mm-hmm. makes it a little more difficult to do that, especially at the more iconic ones, I think. Um, you know, with some, a character like Harley Quinn or, or Peacemaker, you know, they're both on HBO and I think they've got kind of, a little bit more play there because it's more dedicated to the show than anything. So right. they've got a dedicated voice that they can kind of follow mm-hmm. uh, without worrying about, okay, well, what, you know, Harley Quinn's very, you know, the tone of voice of HBO's Harley Quinn's very different than, you know, um, that Suicide Squad Harley Quinn, you know? Um, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think they can kind of, they're focused on one area. They can, they can do that a little bit, bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's there's that you and you kind of have to you've got so many different players doing and then also like same thing like if you're a comic book writer and you're writing Superman there are rules that you're going to have to follow like you can't you know just start <laughs> making up things that are going to be canon yeah. um and I you know I think if you're if you're if you're running one of those accounts like, I'm not sure they trust the social media manager to be the voice of Superman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to try it, but I'm not sure I could handle that. The the great power <laughs> and responsibility, like the completely different character. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I could. Could uh, yeah, that that would be a, a huge huge weight. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, and and, and talking about um, you know the different characters and you know making those decisions on um, you know how to represent them in um, social media and all that. There's one character that stands out for me that I remember when I realized this. I shared this with you, and it's just like yeah, I remember noticing this a long time ago, and it's the Deadpool Twitter account. Because I remember going to the Twitter account, it had, you know, so many million followers because such a popular character, especially with the movie and all that. And it shows that it was only following like one account. And I remember thinking like, I wonder like who this is, like maybe it's, um, you know, like X-Men or Marvel or trying to think of like what other kind of account that he might be following. Um, I forget what was the one that I've heard other people say that they thought it was going to be. And oh gosh, I, I can't even remember, like maybe Ryan Reynolds or something like that. But but I remember when I clicked on it, I had to like I laughed so hard and I had to give props to whoever thought of this. But the only account is following is the Hello Kitty account, <laughs> which, again, in the movie makes sense, because in the first movie, he had such an obsession with Hello Kitty that he had the Hello Kitty book bag and made references and stuff like that. So whoever came up with that was a genius, because I think that's just a small detail 
but goes a long way in terms of that is very much a Deadpool type of thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the sort of thing fans notice. And, and mm-hmm. it also t- says like, okay, this, this account isn't a corp. I mean, it is still is a corporate account, but like, is right. it just a corporate <laughs> account? This is run by somebody who actually, you know, our team of people more, more likely that, that are also fans and actually do care about, about that. And, and that's something for, for the accounts that I work on. I, I want very hard, um, for, for fans to feel that way. Like, okay, the, the person behind this account. Is, is one of us. It's not just somebody who's never uh, picked up the, an issue of, of, of the book in their lives, um, mm-hmm. but is, is a fan uh, right. themselves. And I, I, you want that to come across. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, and, and I got to share my own story with Invincible that, you know, we've been talking about with that as well, too, is that I haven't read the comic book. I didn't read I didn't watch the series until three weeks ago when I got sick with strep throat and I just keep hearing people talking about how great of a show it is. It is a fantastic show. Like it's, know, it's right? it is so good. Like it's, it's definitely, if you're somebody that do not like, you know, um, you know, blood and the gory aspect of it, there's definitely a lot of that in there. I mean, animated kind of tones it down a little bit, so it's not as realistic, but it's definitely a lot in there. But the stories are just really good in relationships and the dynamics. It's, it's, it is it is a fantastic series that I'm glad that I finally watched it because I heard nothing but great things, but it's just like, I didn't know who it was or, or anything about it ahead of time. So it just never really enticed me. And I'm, I'm absolutely sold. And I, I know I can't wait for season two, but at some point I know I'm looking at your you know background with the, the three uh, invincible omnibuses that you have back there. At some point I need to start reading the comics because anytime it's I so re- watch a show. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, and Robert Kirk, Kirkman created it, which he, mm-hmm. He has a special place in my heart because he wrote the Daredevil 2099 issue that I absolutely love. There's only the one issue, but I absolutely love that one. And so I heard Robert Kirkman is the person that was in charge of this. I was like, this has got to be good. <laughs> He's great. And yeah, um, yeah the, the whole series, and I'll, I'll be honest, before I got offered, I, I hadn't read it. Um, mm-hmm. It came out while I was in grad school and had like zero free reading time. <laughs> and then after grad school, I, I moved to Japan where, you know, you can find a lot of comics, a manga, of course, but it, finding, right. you know, English <laughs> editions of, of, of uh, American comics is in the small town I lived in was next to impossible. So right. I, I missed it. And then, you know, when I got offered the job, I, I picked up the first three trades and read through them, you know, uh, and I was like, man, yes, I'm hooked. This is awesome. <laughs> um, and it only gets better, like the, yeah. it, just as the series go, progresses. And, it, it, you know, I'm not going to shill too much for it, but like, I, I'm right, a right. fan, too, now. That, like, <laughs> it has a solid beginning, middle and end. You know, there's a, like a, a, yeah. a, a you got three compendiums and then it's over and <laughs> it, it has a satisfying conclusion. Um, so. Uh, definitely worth the read, and and I'm I'm eager to see where 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 the show takes it. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I know, uh, like you said, a lot of people are waiting for it, and and I think the show has probably brought a lot of people to the comics part of it because that's what happens, right? Is 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 when people are watching the the characters in the show or in the movie or th- something like that it does bring a lot of people to say i want to learn more about this character because i get so enamored with it and i just love the world that they built into this i want more of it and so that's what brings people into the comics so i can only imagine that they're probably printing out more stuff because of the show okay. um 
But the last question I want to ask you, and we've been kind of you know going into this a little bit, um, is when character accounts starts interacting with fans, right? They they don't always interact with fans when they tweet something out or when someone tags them or anything like that. But there are times when the accounts are very active. So, for example, when we're talking about Deadpool, that, that account is not very active right now because there's just nothing going on until the movie comes out. But when it is active, then you'll see the the account the character account reply to fans or interact with fans or things like that. What are some of the things that social media managers have to think about when they decide to respond to a, um, a fan who like tweets at them or replies or something like that? Like, I, I imagine there's probably a strategy, not only of how they're going to respond. So it's in the voice of Deadpool and all that, but, but there's probably um, another you know strategy that's going on in terms of we're going to be selective about which ones, because we want to make sure that we're you know pushing, you know, this sort, of theme or voice or something like that as we're interacting with fans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've, we're always listening and like checking our app mentions and also doing social listening of like, even if we're not mentioned, we want to, you know, kind of, it's a little bit harder because invincible, the word is harder to do a search for, but, <laughs> um, but always, always looking for, for, for people talking about the, uh, the, the, I say property, but it feels weird, like the comic right. or show or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, so we we want to chime in. Like I'll, I'll give you an example with not in character, but like we want we want to make a fan's day whenever we can, right? Um, and, and we can't always do that. But there was there was one. It's one of my favorite so, so social media moments with an on Invincible. There was a guy, and he he tweeted at us, and he's like, "Hey, my my son." We went to the comic book store and he wanted to do his best invincible pose. And he did the pose with invincible that was like on issue one up against a wall. He's wearing a, an invincible shirt that looked like the costume. And I, I saw that and I ran to my computer and I photoshopped his son into the, 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 I, I took Mark out and put his son into the first oh, issue yeah. and just said, you know, to, 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 to tell your kid, we think he nailed it. And <laughs> to me, that's just like, that surprise moment that, that, you know, he opened up his phone and saw that and showed it to his kid. And like that, that's something they're going to just treasure forever. Yes. Um, and, and, and anytime we can do that, that to me is something that's important mm-hmm. in character. It's a little bit different. You know, we want to be sure, okay, can we make this work? Does, and even in, in with radiant black, we try to do it like in the timeline too. So like, we're like, okay, well, it's, this has happened in January between months, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> That that doesn't always work quite right, but um, but that that's one thing we try to do. Do we add something to it? Um, There is, you know, I I, I hate to mention, but we do do like a a quick check of people's profiles before we respond, like just to make sure they're not Nazis, Um, you know, and and that there's somebody that we're okay with interacting with. It's not going to end up becoming something that we gets out of hand. Right. Um, so that's something we have to be cognizant. Of. And also we're aware of like the people that are repeatedly talking about us, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and we want to, to, to keep them interested. So like, oh, you know, as long as they're, they're pleasant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we, we try to interact. We had one, um, guy who's just awesome for invincible. Every episode had its own show poster. Um, can't, I've got them hanging up on my wall over here. Um, but they, um, so each, every Friday when the new episode came out, we dropped the poster and said, you know, new episodes out, here's the show poster. And, and every, every Friday immediately he had his notifications on, like immediately after he dropped it, he said, poster needs more Alan. 
Poster needs more out. So, but by the end of the season, we were, we were ready for him and uh-huh. like, okay, we dropped the show poster. Poster needs more Alan. And I had photoshopped Alan into the poster. And it's like, here you go. You know, and, and then for like the final episode, same, same new poster. Here you go. And the guy like framed them and put them in his house. And you know, oh to me, that's gosh. phenomenal. Right. That's, yeah. uh, you know, that sort of thing. Like, oh, I, I, he doesn't know, like, I'm here in my home office and just outside Little Rock, Arkansas, and, and made this, you know. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that, and that, that to me, that, that's really cool. And anytime we, we can, we can do that, you know, and, and granted, we can't do that for everybody, but, right. Um, we can find those opportunities to engage and, and make a fan's day. It's just, it, 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 it's just, there's no words for it. It's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, I, I love that because it is, you know, trying to do those little things. And it's it's not. And what I love about that is that it's nothing that really, you know, from a brand point of view or from, you know, a company point of view, you did something that was like low effort, low cost type of thing that's not costing the company like a whole lot, but it makes that fans day, you know, week, year, even just being heard in that regard, you know, and, and that's, and that's exactly what it is, is that the fans loves to be, you know, acknowledged and appreciated. And it doesn't have to take a whole lot uh, to be able to show that it, it's just something as simple as that, that can really, you know, go a long way. And I absolutely love hearing a story like that. That's probably, I, that's one of my favorite stories now is just hearing about how you're ready for, I'm ready for Alan to, you know, put him in the poster and all that. That's so great. I love that. So Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. So um, I think that's all the questions I had for you about social media and superheroes. Um, I know you've been running, you know, the social media account for Vincible and, and everything. Is there anything else about that account that you want us to know about or something that we, you know, maybe fans don't really realize about the social media account for Vincible or anything? Um, that, that you can say. What can I tell? <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's um, it, it's a group effort. There, there's, you know, folks, folks at Amazon, folks at Skybound work on it. It's a labor of love. Um, and, and and we just we, we, we care about the fans and we're, we're glad to see them. And and, you know, at, at the end of the day, we can make a bunch of memes and, and butt jokes about Omni-Man. But, <laughs> um, we, we do it because, you know, one, one it is our job when we wrote the show, but we, we're, we're fans ourselves. Right. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you. So we're going to end this episode by talking about the comics that we're currently reading. So uh, I'm going to ask you, John Stephen, what comics you're reading. I'm going to share what I'm reading. And then we're going to end it with some of the uh, submissions that people from Comic Watch, our uh, discord that we have and people on Twitter had shared what they're reading. So let me go ahead and ask you, John Stephen, what comics are you currently reading um, right now? Well, um, I am way behind on stuff and catch up. I'm a, I'm a father of a six year old. So I'm like always like a few years behind on stuff. Uh, yeah. on my reading, but <laughs> I, today I just finished NK Jemison's far sector, which was awesome. Oh. So much fun. Yeah. Um, just a real, uh, I love her. I love her novels and to, and to see her kind of take on green lantern, uh, was really cool. And, um, 
and I've got, I'm going to be catching up on DC stuff for preparing for, for James Gunn's take on, um, on DC. So Mm -hmm. next in my queue is, uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, Um, I'm I'm probably going to pick that up tonight right after (laughs) we get done talking. Um, and then other than that, I'm doing an invincible reread preparing for season two. Um, of course I I just figured like, I'm just going to read the whole series again, not just what I, you know, yeah might be in seasons two and three mm-hmm. um so just gonna I'm, I'm between things i'm always like picking up another issue of invincible and kind of do doing a reread there so um that, that that's what i'm what i'm i'm doing right now nice no those are great picks i really love those um for me i i just finished up reading an issue of the joker the man who stopped laughing and i gotta say this series is definitely one that I think deserves a lot more attention because it is a it's a phenomenal series. <laughs> um, but it's really great because the the story, you know, pretty much lays out that there's two jokers, so we don't know which one's the real one, basically. But it it, it goes along the lines of this one joker, you know, thinks he's the real one, the other one thinks he's the real one. Um, this the one joker keeps getting like killed or he should have been killed off and he's not dying. So he doesn't know why he went to a hospital. They don't know why. And so it, there's a lot of mystery kind of built behind this. Um, but it's just every issue just kind of ups it up a notch and it's just a fantastic read. So I think it's one of those series that doesn't get mentioned enough. So that's why I wanted to bring that up for today's episode, because I just finished reading that one. And, and I just, it's one of the few issues that I absolutely look forward to whenever I pick it up. Um, I also bought a while back, um, the entire collection of Tom King's Batman Catwoman, um, which I don't know how many issues in it, but it's a hardcover. It's a, a pretty thick book as well, too. So I am trying to get through my uh, unread pile this year and try to get caught up. So by the end of the year, all I'm doing is reading my new books I'm getting. Uh, Batman is like the largest stack of comics that I have that I need to go through. And so that's why I wanted to start with Batman Catwoman is to try to get that pile. Because I feel like once I get that pile done, everything else should be kind of like a snowball effect. But um, it's definitely taking a while to get to that. But um, so that's what I'm going to be reading uh, pretty soon here. So um, so let's look at what other people are reading this week and from comic watch we have tyler davis that said i am finishing up tom taylor's son of kal-el run and then it's going to be doing a massive catch-up with the last four years of x-men x-force excalibur wolverine and immortal x-men with all the x events in between which we had a joke we said good luck because you're probably going to be, you know, taking the next five years figuring out, like reading through it and trying to figure out getting caught up because there's so many of those stories and there's just so much going on that it's, it is hard. <laughs> I was thinking about if somebody wants to like treat me later, if they're listening, I'm at JS Dan. So I was thinking, I'm a, I love X-Men, but I'm so far behind. Like where's a good spot to jump back in? Because I, I know I, there's, there's cool stuff happening, mm-hmm. and, but I, I just, I, I don't know where to, where to like dive back in. So I know I'd be, I'd be yeah. curious to hear what recommendations folks have. Yeah. You know, I, I had that same question because I had just finished reading um, about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I read the entire um, collection of House of X Powers of 10, which is what kind of set this whole um, X-Men storyline up. And I asked people, I said, I just don't have the time or capacity to read all the X-Men books series to get caught up because there's just so much going on. So I just asked people, like, what is the one that you think would 
be the best one. And the and the number one answer I got from a lot of people is the Immortal X-Men, because that one, every issue kind of focuses on a different character as part of the council for Krakoa. But it gives you kind of fills in of like what's been going on in the other stories as well. So it doesn't give you all the details, but at least gives you enough. So that way you can kind of still follow the story. But I'll say this. When I read those books, I absolutely love it, but I'm still confused as heck, like really, really bad. But I still enjoy it at the end of the day. So I I don't know all that's going on when I'm reading just the one series, Um, but it's still a fantastic read. I I really been enjoying all of them Um, right now. They've kind of did another big event with a sense of sinister where now they don't have the. Um, like Immortal X-Men running now, but they have three series, which is like Nightcrawler, Storm and the Brotherhood Mutants and Immortal X-Men. So not Immortal, but Immortal X-Men um, going on. But yeah, so there's so much going on. Um, they do their best to try to fill you in a little bit. But um, yeah, there's there's just a lot. <laughs> I think at some point they're going to try to bring it back down. So that way there's not so many like going out. I think they're going to do some another major event to try to reel it back in at some point. So but if. If you're looking for one, Immortal X-Men, I think, is a really good one. And then the other ones, um, probably Immortal X-Men because it still kind of goes with Immortal in terms of looking at the different characters and kind of fills in with the other ones as well, too. But um, even Rogue and Gambit is still kind of part of that series as well, too, even though it's not like Sins of Sinister. They're still talking about what's been going on with Krakoa and what they've been doing as well, too. So, yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) Add that one to the list. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gabriel De Zeus said, I'm binge X reading, knocked out Orlando's Marauders and Knights of X. So uh, yeah, all the books that we were talking about earlier, <laughs> uh, then got immortal X-Men and Legion up to judgment day. It's definitely reminding me both, uh, what I love and hate about this era. Um, yeah. So I, I even forgot, like there's all these other books that happened before we got into the sins of sinister. So they definitely kind of, you know, scale it down, but there's just so many cause they had, you know, lives and deaths of Wolverine and like swords of X and all that so you know um, what I, I wish they would do would be awesome if they because you know the way i got caught up as a kid was the X-Men trading cards and they had yes. all like the stories on the back and yeah. like you could just like oh he, he I, I didn't read dark phoenix saga because i was like 21 but i knew what it was because i had the trading cards <laughs> when i was a kid like and they just put like all the trading cards in a, a, a book um the, those those 90 trading cards i would love for those to come back again those were so much fun i know yeah or some version of that right because I, I remember when i was a kid you know you you could get all that stuff. And, and it's all kind of, you know, telling the same story as well too. And, and for me, the, the Phoenix saga, I didn't get exposed to until the X-Men animated series did that. And I just remember like bits and pieces here and there and, and everything, but I, I never really read it in the comics, but that's where my exposure was, was in the animated series. But that's a great idea. At least it's something to kind of give you those, you know, like snapshots, like overview. So that mm-hmm. way you kind of know what's going on in each of those stories. Um, B Rat says I'm rereading the 1991's Mutant Genesis books, trying to remember why I fell in love, uh, why I fell in love with comics to begin with. Um, I don't think I've heard of Mutant Genesis. Have you? I've heard of it, but I haven't had a chance to dive into it. Gotcha. I'm, so I'm going to have to look into that now. So, um, and then Anthony Bergamini said, I'm just getting into Superman Godfall. I'm really enjoying it. It's different than the average Superman story, kind of more of a drawn out version of for the man who has everything. Uh, that's another Superman story I have not read either. Um, is that one that you've you've read or heard of before? No, I haven't, but I'm, 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 I'm getting back 
akin to Superman now. So I'll have to pick that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised uh, how many Superman stories are out there. I I, I guess, you know, I knew there were some, but I didn't realize how many, you know, kind of versions of Superman that has been written, um, um, you know, over the, over the years and everything. So I just, I'm really surprised to learn like just so many series and, and sort of stories of Superman that has not only, you know, the story of him, but just kind of like different takes on it. That sounds really Mm -hmm. interesting. So yeah. So Godfall, I just, I've never heard of before. So I'm going to have to check that out as well. Um, you'll like this one because from our Illuminati discord, which is a discord server that me and a couple other podcasters, um, are running to, um, to kind of create a community for other people who enjoy, you know, nerdy stuff and comics and films and stuff like that. Uh, Kim from the ODPH podcast says that he's reading, uh, adventures of Superman, John Kent, uh, black Coke, uh, I'm sorry, black cloak and Monarch from image. No one. Number one, which is the latest edition in the massive verse yeah. is what he said with the companion podcast. So he's already, you know, on top of all that as well. He's been saying some great things about that. He he's the one that I've actually heard about Radiant Black and Radiant Pink and, and all that. He keeps I, talking I, about I, it. I, yeah. I have interacted with him from from the, the <laughs> brand accounts. So yes. He, you know what? It. What's what's funny is in the uh, Discord he the name, said that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's probably going to remember me as that guy that keeps interacting with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep on at it. Oh, that's great. I love that. Um, and then he says that he's ca- he's catching up on uh, Berserker from Boom Studios as well. Um, he oh, said Adventures of Super- my list. I know. Well, and, and especially I didn't realize until much later because I've always heard of Berserker, but I didn't realize until much later that Keanu Reeves was was the person behind yeah. it, you know, which which made sense. I should have known because I remember one of the issues like the cover is like that looks a lot like Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. you know, Um but yeah, so Ken said that uh, Adventures of Superman John Kent by Tom Taylor kicks things off with a huge test for the young hero with the new focus on Family Steel. This is a perfect jump on point for new longtime readers, which uh, I, I have not had a chance to read that. But I read the son of Kal-El's um, 18 issue story arc and absolutely love that. So I'm sure I would love this once I start reading it. Um Matt Martin from the Panel to Panel podcast said uh, he's reading Venom from Donny Cates, The Flash, Clear, and the latest Moon Knight series. And then Joe Loves Comics said that apart from the weekly polls he has of Batman, Fantastic Four, and Clear, which he loves, he has been reading Four Kids Walk Into a Bank from Matt Rosenberg and Tyler Boss this week and really enjoyed it, which is interesting he shared that because Matt Rosenberg is the person that wrote Joker, the man who uh, stopped laughing that I was talking about earlier. So, so I'm going definitely going to check that out, um, because of that. But, um, I have not heard of four kids walking to a bank. So I'm kind of really curious. I love to the see. title. Yeah. Right. Like, cause you're thinking like, it's, it's like a setup to a joke, you know? So now it's, it's very intriguing <laughs> to see what it's about. <laughs> um, and then on Twitter, we have um, at Fett Bizarro said Tom Taylor's Boba Fett stuff right now. He's really digging it. Uh, and I didn't realize Tom Taylor was writing a Boba Fett series. So that's really cool. Um, and then the art from Chris Scalf um, in the series is tight as heck. And he might start up Punk Rock Jesus tomorrow, which I did not realize there is a comic series called Punk Rock Jesus. So I don't know if I'll read it, but I definitely want to just kind of read the synopsis and see what it's about. I think it's really interesting. <laughs> And then um, at Year of the Loser said Scarlet Witch number three was such a beautiful book this week. I like the storytelling through Wanda, which is very soothing. And Batman, the Joker, the Deadly Duo number five shocked me in a good way with the reveal of the villain and the end. Big oof is what he said. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Scarlet Witch is a really good book. I I read the first issue and I thought it was really good. And from what uh, somebody had told me is that Scarlet Witch is doing something similar to what like the Human Target was doing, where every issue it's kind of dedicated on a particular character that one is helping. So she kind of has like almost like a mystical detective agency thing like set up to where people might need her help. This automatically comes through this portal that she has in her shop. And what's funny is I don't know if you know that about this, John Stephen, but Scarlet Witch number one makes um, Darcy from the MCU from the Thor movies now comic canon because that's her first appearance in the comics is Scarlet Witch number one. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So um, so I absolutely love the series for that. But I, I think there's something to say, say about the model of writing stories where every issue is kind of dedicated on like a different problem with a different character. It's definitely more episodic. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that it's been really successful when people have been implementing that lately. So. Yeah. yeah that's always nice. You can have a little one and done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. Well, thank you everybody for sharing what comics you're currently reading this week. John Steven, thank you very much for coming on the show to talk to us about superheroes and social media. Before I let you go, where can people find you and your work online? Um, you can find me across all socials. I'm at JS Stancil uh, on, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, all over our, and my personal website, uh, just JSStancil.com. And also you can find follow follow Invincible HQ, follow Radiant Black, uh, Black Market Narrative, all those. Um, and I'm one of the voices behind some of the sometimes. <laughs> I love that. And I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes as well, too. So, well, thanks again for joining the show. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my two favorite things to talk about. And that wraps up another episode of The Capsule Life. I hope you enjoyed listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Capsule Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout-out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsulelife.com. 